With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our first sponsor today is Navy Hair Care. I have been working with Navy Hair Care since they launched back in 2018. At that time, I was about a year postpartum with our third child, and my hair was experiencing some trouble after some significant postpartum hair loss. Navy really helped to strengthen my hair, and I noticed a big difference about one to two months after using it regularly. With biotin, vitamins, and rosemary oil, this shampoo and conditioner combo has been part of my daily routine for years now. I also use the charcoal mask every one to two weeks to help revitalize my hair. It helps to dry out toxins, heavy metals, and impurities, which we have plenty of since we have well water. This mask will leave your hair feeling incredibly soft and lightweight. You can use the code Lindsay, L-Y-N-Z-Y, for 30% off your order, and I will leave the links to the products I mentioned within the show notes. Hello, everyone. Just a heads up that this podcast episode today is explicit. I do not recommend listening to this episode in front of little ones, but please do find the time because it's a good one. Today, I will be chatting with Katie Roberts. Katie is the creator, executive producer, and host of the top-rated sexuality podcast, Clit Talk. As a registered nurse, Reiki master, communication coach, and over a decade working in the entertainment industry, she brings science and sexuality to the forefront. As a mama of a two-year-old and another in the near future, she's passionate to teach parents how they can still have their life revolve around their pleasure. She's committed to inspire and teach all people to better respect and understand their bodies, deepen connections with themselves and partners, and inspire social change. In Clit Talk's Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass, she helps pleasure seekers go from feeling held back and frustrated to feeling like a badass bitch and experience full self-expression, freedom in communication, and sexual liberation. I will link to Katie's ultimate no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy in the show notes, as well as her free 90-minute Confidence Under the Covers workshop coming up in February. In this episode, we talk about how Katie got involved in this whole sex-positive conversation, favorite techniques to stay connected to your pleasure, how to feel sexy and confident after kids, and so much more. Let's dive right in. Just a little disclaimer before we start this episode, this podcast does not provide medical advice. The information on this podcast is for informational purposes only. No material on this site is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Katie Roberts, welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So we were chatting beforehand and you've been doing this podcast thing for crazy long time compared to me. So six years, right? Six years plus. Almost. Yep. We're and like 256 I'll, episodes in the bucket. How many? 256. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I I'm know. On like, I think I'm on like 84 or something. And, that's and really even weird. I'm like, oh my God, it was crazy. so many episodes when you think about it. It's great. And to think that they're all tied in with like sexuality and everything. That's just such, that's so cool. I was going mm-hmm. through some of your previous episodes and I was like, oh, got to listen to this one, got to listen to this one. So I have them all like marked down for when there's, I have time. There's definitely a smorgasbord of different topics. So anything yeah. you're really looking for is probably in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really great. And I just love, honestly, like I'm a very like female empowerment type of person. Obviously you are too. And so I just love just like all of that mixed in with all of your, I mean, it's just phenomenal. So I would love to know how you went. You're obviously also a registered nurse. So I just want to know how you got into all of this. Like what tipped this off for you? How did you start this like sex positive conversation? Well, it was the last conversation I would ever be having, particularly publicly before I started any of this. I was definitely had a restrictive sexual attitude around my sexuality and didn't even know that. I always thought of myself as a sexual person before that. But then I really realized um, I was at a bachelorette party and one 
it, yeah, it was it was a party. You know, we were doing like the lingerie exchange. My girlfriend Madison, who's one of the hosts on Clit Talk, she received a book called Pussy a Reclamation. And I had never said the word pussy before. It was like, oh my gosh, how what is this? And you know, what it turned into that night, just having that book come into the space was so many incredible conversations with like 15 women about sex, sexuality. We were laughing, sometimes crying and just like revealing. So after the weekend, we started a book club a call-in book club. And I had worked in, I am a registered nurse, but I worked in medical television for about a decade before this and played a nurse on TV. So I was like a medical technical advisor and I played a nurse on TV on probably any medical show you saw in post really? seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's so- Wait, hold on, hold on. No, you're just saying it so nonchalantly. Like, I was oh, my I did this in my life. Time. Yeah. That's bananas. Like yeah. what shows? Oh, like, um, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, you were in Grey's Anatomy? Yes. I did one episode of Grey's Anatomy. I did two episodes of NCIS, Criminal Minds. And then. Wait, hold on. I Mom love Doctor how you're just like, oh, and, casually, this is what I did. I just did man. medical TV. Like, that's well, I, mean, I I went to nursing school originally to support myself as an actress. My dad's a doctor oh my and my gosh, mom's a that's nurse. So, so crazy. Yeah. So I come from a medical family and I've always worked in the hospital, like, either. I started as a candy striper and worked in my dad's pain management office. And, you know, I've, I've been in the hospital setting and a huge advocate for integrative medicine because of that. And anyways, so this whole sexuality conversation was never in the medical community. And it, and it actually wasn't like the word clit was not was taken out. I might get the dates wrong, but it was taken out in the 80s and it wasn't put back until 19, when, I think it was actually 2000 in the 2000s. Not to, I think it was 2003 by an Australian urologist put cl- the clitoris organ back into the Grey's Anatomy textbook, like the actual textbook, not, not the show. So it, Wait, I did not was, know this at all. This is crazy to me. There's no sex education of for nurses, for doctors, or even therapists. I'm a member of the American of ASECT, which is the American Society of Sex Educators, Therapists, and Counselors. All these people are professional people, and you have to have like a, a degree in in medicine to to really qualify or be a therapist and because the education doesn't exist in the standard right um, no it doesn't curriculum so right. it's crazy because how can you be talking to a therapist who has no sex education <laughs> it's just such a core it's just a core part of who we are and this was something that i never understood i had a really what i would call um i think i said a restrictive sexual attitude what sex is taboo and really what it stems from is a lack of comprehensive sex education you, so do you mean like throughout your childhood like like sex yeah. edu- education throughout high school and all of that right yeah. throughout my childhood throughout yeah. my adulthood where i found myself like in my like 8 years of my relationship which i'm now married we've been together for 15 years now and just not really wanting to have sex anymore. Just thinking like, oh, I'm just low libido or maybe we're just like not as connected or, you know, really what it stemmed from was a lot of trauma that I was completely unaware of. So we start, so we do this book, we do this, there's the bachelorette party, then <laughs> there is the book club. And then I had worked in entertainment so for wait, so was long. The, sorry to interrupt you, but is the uh-huh. book club like, like, specific sexuality books or this is just any book? We were reading Pussy a Reclamation by Regina Thomashour, this book that my girlfriend got at her bachelorette party that kind of opened the Pandora's box on this conversation for a bunch of, for a group of women. So, and Regina has since become like a huge mentor to us girls over at Clit Talk and she's endorsed all of our sex and empowerment digital courses and She's just been a really huge advocate for us. But this is, you know, we were calling in every week. We'd read a chapter. We'd call in at the end of the week. And we were just having the most transformative, amazing conversations. And they were all so different. And my 
entertainment mind was like, this is a show. I'm not sure what format we want to do this in. So I have like scripts, I have tons of stuff, but it's, but we ended up doing the podcast. And um, because my husband has a studio in our house and it was something that we could easily produce. And so that was almost six years ago now. And, And the thing that was for me personally at the bachelorette party is I had had a slew of injuries for a year on the all on the left side of my body, which is your feminine side, right? So I was completely ignoring my feminine side and muscling through as like a really like career driven woman, which I still am, but I have more balance now. And the conversations that opened up for me around my sexuality, around sex education, around particularly masturbation and pleasure for women, I really always thought that sex was like penetrative sex was for the man's pleasure. (laughs) There's reasons for that because there's statistics that, you know, 80% of women cannot climax during penetrative sex, you know? So there's just so much that I've learned since doing this show. And it was really like a personal journey. And now I've become such a nerd on sexuality that I, (laughs) I just think it's so fascinating. And the history is so fascinating. And um, that I'm getting my sex educator certification. And um, we are teaching and we have courses and we're like, helping men and women across the board marriages and anyone who wants to open up their relationships. I am the monogamous mom on on this show, but I'm all about sex positive monogamy. No more love that ball and chain, like boring. There's, There's lots to explore if you're into it. And then Madison is, she started as a mono, in a monogamous marriage. She's another host on the show. And now she has a full open marriage and polyamorous life. And then Lindsay is our other host. And she's, she always says she's just like whatever she feels like she's in a relationship, but sometimes they have the occasional threesome with a man or a woman, you know? So <laughs> they're endlessly entertaining. Oh my gosh. <laughs> for so funny. So that's our show. And we've done so many episodes. We've interviewed like the top sex experts in the field, doctors, yeah. porn stars, even our own clitorati who are our listeners. Clitorati. Oh yeah. my gosh. I was just, I was reading right before. So some of your blog posts where you have the episode and I was just, I saw clitorati. I was like, this is hysterical. Like it's so <laughs> fun. Dying. So fun. Well, you know, I just like, this is a topic. Like, I feel like I, I can't wait to name this episode. Right. Because it's funny because I feel like the second someone's eyes see it, they're gonna be like, oh, like it's that automatic, like, oh, do I click on this? Oh, do I want to listen to this? Even though like every part of you wants to listen to it and all, it's just like societal like influence. And then obviously people have these, whether they're still very religious or were born into a very religious family and they're just grew up with all this shame related to it, or like you said, just lack of sexual education where people just don't even, what they know about sex is what they've heard down the hallway, literally their whole life. And that's it. And just their experience, like they don't have a partner who is able to give them that experience that's supposed to be okay, like this open experience. It's just this one-minded, this is how we do it type of thing. And it's just not, no one talks about it. Like you said, you kind of like fell into this like at a bachelorette party, right? And just like, it was all about this book. And like, it, it like kind of toppled off from there. But prior to that, probably not a lot of conversation related to that, right? No, I like, would I wouldn't yeah. dare talk about it. I was also raised Catholic. But, you know, I don't know. I never really, I, I don't see the tie for that for me yet. It's definitely a repressive culture. But my experience in the church was actually very positive. You're totally right. Like, it's this... It's just not spoken. Like people just don't talk about it. And I completely missed the boat. Like I was a 32 year old woman who had never masturbated before and didn't know that women did that. And when I read this book, Pussy Reclamation, she talks about it a lot. And I'm like, what is this? (laughs) And, but you know what? When I started developing a self pleasure practice for myself, that was when my back pain got better because I, w- I had been laid up in bed for like eight months before this. Like I had kind of accepted that my quality of life would was where it was at. I couldn't work as a nurse anymore. And I started to get better. 
And I had so much tension in like the perineal area. And I just feel like my body was screaming to pay attention to this part of my body that I had completely ignored my entire life. Was this after? So that was this before kids after? Because you have one child and you're pregnant now, right? This is before kids. Yeah, okay. I'm due in like a week. I know, and like <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like any day now. That's wild. Um, yeah. So hopefully not any day now because we're still under construction and we have. I really need these two weeks. But well, you, know, you say it- that, but you know what? I <laughs> don't say anything. Just leave it alone because this happened mm-hmm. to me. With, oh, really? With mine? Yeah, we were like mid renovation, and of course, you know, like. Oh. Baby's two weeks early, but that, you know, you that will happen to you. You just take it easy. <laughs> I mean, I'm just taking it easy and, you know, it, it, any, it'll go the way it'll go. It'll be great yeah. either way. Yeah, it will. You're right. Uh, it, yeah. But I was, out. I was never going to have kids before this conversation. Oh, really? I, I was like, I was an actress. I was working in television. All the women who had, I, I had seen who came before me, their, their careers kind of ended. Like once they had kids and I had this whole narrative from growing up because I, I've been an aunt since I was three and a half years old that like kids, you can't, you can't live a full life with Mm. kids. And this conversation opened my eyes so much and really disrupted the, the fear that I had around going after all the things that I wanted in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's obviously the best thing I've ever done is having my kids. Um, right. And well, I'm I love so this grateful. conversation because yeah. of that reason, because everything tied in with that like mother title. It's like, whether it's sexuality or your career or what have you, it's like everything has to be given up once you become a mom. And like, if anybody takes anything out of like any of my episodes, especially this one, it's that you don't have to give any of it up. You just have to kind of figure it all out. But it once you have a kid, it's not like, oh, shoot, all my other things can just be pushed aside and I don't need to. But you really need to think about yourself and you need to make these things a priority because they're part of you and you can be a mom and also these other things that you had prior well, that's why I'm so passionate about this conversation, actually talking to parents and prior- how they can prioritize their pleasure first and then organize their life around that because it does take the organization to really do that. And and the other thing that I really learned before having kids is, you know, I'm a, I'm a giver, I'm a professional caretaker, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to that. I'm going to take care of someone and put someone else first before myself, like naturally, right? Before this. And what I really learned was the art of receiving. And what I got from that is like, I had been restricting the people in my life from contributing to me to the point where they didn't think I needed anything. Like they just kind of felt like I didn't. She's got it. She's, she's doing it by herself. She's, she's good. How does she, how does she do that? And, And, you know, on the inside of like that is so much stress and anxiety and, you know, and it wasn't a place of pleasure at all. And now I've really transformed that conversation to be able to receive not only in the bedroom, but anywhere in my life. And it's really been what has, I think, helped me the most in in motherhood is allowing to be contributed to and also contributing to others. That's always it's always going to go that way. It's an important conversation to be able to prioritize your pleasure and like really map out in your calendar. What does that look like? That's what we, I mean, that's like such a core thing of what we do in our sex and empowerment signature masterclass, which we're launching in March, our second round of it. And it's pleasure planning. And this is by yourself with your partner, both? With our both partners, yeah, yeah, we we all met in a in a very formal setting in a communication and team leadership program. Mm-hmm. So we we're all communication coaches and yeah. intimacy coaches as well. So so cool. We do it all together. This episode is sponsored by Cozy Earth. Have you ever tried Cozy Earth's bamboo sheets? They're temperature regulating, incredibly soft, and they were named one of Oprah's favorite things back in 2018. Investing in where you sleep is important since you spend approximately one third of your life there. Be sure to check out Cozy Earth if you are on the hunt for a great Valentine's gift this year. They have luxurious pillows, blankets, duvet covers, loungewear, 
and more. They have developed and crafted high-quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth. All of their products can be returned or exchanged within 100 days and include an additional 10-year warranty against defects. If you do decide to return, they will pay for return shipping and issue a refund to the original payment or give store credit once returned. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today. 35% off site-wide when you use the code LINZY. That's L-Y-N-Z-Y. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code LINZY for 35% off. The code will also be in my show notes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, I think when you become a mom, and so I don't know what the circumstances were with you, just because you kind of took this journey before becoming pregnant. And then postpartum might have been a little bit different for you because you did so much of that work beforehand. And many of us probably hadn't had that background that you had had where you were talking openly about it and just figuring things out. But it's something happens once you have a child or children. And you're like, first of all, you don't prioritize yourself in any type of like fashion whatsoever. <laughs> I feel like everything for like those first couple months goes to the wayside, of course. But once you kind of get back into yourself and all of that, sex is different for many different reasons. That might be for physical reasons. That might be you had a traumatic birth and and things don't feel the same, or you might even have to go to PT or what have you just because of things that might have happened throughout the pregnancy or throughout the, the birth itself. But also just emotionally, it can be very hard to connect in that way after having children. And I don't know what exactly happens within the brain that makes that that so but it's it's funny because you'll talk to other moms and you're like yeah, I don't know like it's just there's almost like this shame attached to it even if you didn't feel shame prior to having kids right like if you had this great sex life and and were adventurous and all these things beforehand it's like you have children and then you're like oh I don't know if I can do that anymore like things that you used to do you know like having fun with it I'm just curious to see to see what you say about like how to kind of rediscover that and how to rebuild your confidence and just feeling sexy like after you have kids. Yeah, this is a great question. So desire is not linear, right? So we'll experience sexual desire differences throughout our lifetime. And it's usually after you transition into a new stage of life, like motherhood and caring for for a new baby. The physical part of your body, like any any other country will send a woman to physical therapy after they've given birth. And we don't do that here in the United States. So I always highly recommend that like your, your well-being, like your bodily well-being always has to come first. But the emotional side of it and this feeling of I'm a mom now. (laughs) I have these responsibilities. I have all these responsibilities. And you're exhausted when you're tired. I think you really need to be gentle with yourself when you're re-entering this sexual realm. And maybe it starts with yourself, you know, like easing, easing into it. I would never tell a woman to like rush back into sex because I feel like after the six weeks, you know, like I, I don't know how much sex you were having when you were pregnant. I I certainly don't. Um, <laughs> but it, it, your partner is probably pretty eager, which yeah. can also put that pressure on it. But the thing that I'm so aware of from Adina Rivers is a is a really great resource and she's a mother of two now. And we just had her on the show. And mm. you know, when you when you given to wanting to give your partner what they want, or even if you want to be having sex, you're just not really there yet. It can create micro traumas 
in your emotional frame. And it's, and that will just increase the resistance to wanting to have sex and it'll block your ability to really tap into this desire of wanting to have sex again. So, and then there's also arousal non-concordance where you, it's like the phenomenon when your psychological arousal doesn't match your physical arousal or or vice versa. So I think it's really important for me, at least to like have a little bit of science behind the conversation because there's people, desire differences. It's like spontaneous desire, which is someone who, you know, you like my husband, like I walk into the room and if I'm down, like he's, he's (laughs) down to, but, but I am, I'm, I'm someone who really needs responsive desire, which I need something to respond to. I need time. I need maybe a little bit of planning so that I am can get myself in the mood and turn myself on so that I can actually have an enjoyable, connected experience. So those are some of the things that I would say for that conversation. And then this, like later uh, being a mom, when you're, I don't know, like after the three months, yes, but like even after the first year of being a mom and you really kind of feel like you have this shame around being explorative in the bedroom again, this is where this conversation of sex positive monogamy, (laughs) I kind of really stepped into because It is never too late to embrace or reinvent your erotic innocence and have another sexual debut. They talk about like losing your virginity is like your only sexual debut. And it's not because when you reenter a sexual space, I I just love this term that Nicole Hodges She's a sexual philosopher. She she coins herself as that. And she's she coined the sexual debut and it can happen multiple times in your life. And I think it pairs so well with how desire is not linear and desire differences happen during these big life transitions. So when you and you can create it to be however you want. And and I love this conversation because it's so hot to have this explorative conversation with your partner while your clothes are still on in in preparation for like how you want to like reenter this part of your life again together because you can take what worked from your from your relationship prior to kids and leave behind what didn't work and then fill that up with other things that maybe you're you're curious about and maybe want to try. So within that conversation there's desire and there's fantasy, right? Desire is something that you actually want to do and fantasy is something that you just really kind of want to talk about and not actually do, you know? Yeah, so yeah. so I think it's fun to kind of like play in in that realm in conversation with your partner cuz I feel like with I, I I skip that part, you know, like before having this conversation, I would just skip that part and just be like, that's just P and the V, you know, that's just like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get it over with because maybe if I do it, then I'll like want to do it more. But I got to tell you, like, that doesn't work for me. So it, it actually, I think, goes back to that kind of like micro trauma of me, like forcing myself to do it, even though I'm not really into it. So well- so yeah. I kind of want to take this conversation into, so I was reviewing some of the questions from my community and I feel like this is kind of the perfect time to talk about it. So because you're talking about the P and the V and what was it? 80% only, yeah, 80% of women cannot actually have an Climax orgasm. Why, yeah. Sex, yeah. So this, this one woman was saying, oh my gosh, I've never had an orgasm help, oh, which mm-hmm. I so I don't think this is like so far fetched. Like some people listening might be like, "Oh my gosh, that's crazy." But then there might be some people listening that are like, "I don't think I have either." And if you say, "I don't think I have either," then you haven't, right? It's one of those things where if you're not sure, then you definitely haven't. So I would love to talk. I would love to have you talk more about that, and just if if you are that person or if you're that person that's like oh my gosh, like half the time I just don't want to even get into it because it takes such a long time. 
maybe some some tips on how to kind of explore that further, maybe even talk to your partner about that further, and maybe just focusing in more in on this isn't just the penetrative sex that can be part of this conversation. You know, it's it's everything else and kind of like how do you work through that with yourself and with your partner? Right. Well, I think this kind of stems back to what we were talking about before of like where of the lack of comprehensive sex education and the majority of where we learn our sex education is porn, which is, you know, a lot of P and P in the V. Like it's just and, and ramming, you know, like just and this is not like you don't learn to drive by watching Fast and the Furious. So you don't learn to have sex by watching porn. These are actors, they're movies, and they're paid to like create some sort of suspended reality. I think that, and to your question of it takes so long, it, it takes an average woman 20 minutes to warm up before she's full, before her vulva is fully engorged, which is when you can really start to experience the ecstasy of, of pleasure. So for the woman who's never orgasm before, doesn't think she's ever orgasm before. I, I would first ask if what her pleasure practice, personal pleasure practice looks like, because for me, of someone who never had one and now does, I didn't even know what I wanted in bed or what would feel good or how to guide my partner. I, all the pressure was just on my partner to like deliver me this orgasm that like to figure it out that like, but I was not <laughs> an equal participant, you know, until I started really figuring out my body and what what I like. And, you know, upper, Mama Gina always says the upper left quadrant of your clitoris is always the most sensitive part. So start there. There are medical issues if you're actually doing all of these things and you're not able to climax, like if you're on antidepressants, if you have some sort of hormonal imbalance, if you were able to orgasm before but now aren't, I always encourage people to talk to your doctor about this. I feel like people just don't like because the doctors don't because of what we talked about before. And I think we really need to utilize our doctors or a sex educator to really kind of get to the bottom of how you can orgasm. But I think it really starts with knowing your own body and exploring it. And we had start off very simple we had this one woman, Lacey Haynes, come onto our show, and she is all about pussy gazing. This is like she teaches workshops on pussy gazing, and this is her whole thing. And she did her workshop for us before we did interviewed her. It was a very emotional experience, actually. So if you've never looked down, like taken a mirror and looked and talked to your vulva and in a way that it's as if your vulva is not separate from you, but like just so a part of you that you can actually have a conversation with her is this whole workshop. So we, that is, it was, is this in person or is this? No, she, she's <laughs> in Europe. So it was over zoom. Yeah. It was me, Lindsay and Madison in my living room. No oh one was gosh, here. At the house. I didn't have any so kids yet. Fun. <laughs> but <laughs> this is like just hysterical. Okay. Keep going. Hysterical. So, it, I mean, everything we've done is so fun. Like there's like pussy church, there's all these things. So it's, it's hilarious. And very ex expansive. So, so we're all like, I'm hiding under a blanket with a mirror because I just didn't want anyone to see my body at the time. <laughs> and they're like all like covered up. And, and you know, the first thing that we all universally said, and Lacey says that this is pretty normal, is I'm sorry <laughs> when we're talking to our, our vulvas. <laughs> I'm sorry I've ignored you. <sighs> it just allowing yourself the vulnerability to look at your body in the mirror and talk to it. I mean, in integrative medicine, they talk about like how you can really talk to different parts of your body to help ease pain and 
all all sorts of stuff like that. And it, it, it is effective strategies, right? Visualization and really connecting with your body can have a cellular difference. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Especially so, if it's in a positive way, right? Yeah. Especially when it's in a positive yeah. way, in a way that you're, you've never listened to your body in this way before. So I always recommend someone who has never had a pleasure practice to actually start there because you don't even need to like touch yourself and like figure it out. It's just to start a conversation with her. And you know, it's, I have learned over, over these last like five, six years, like if I'm having trouble really making a decision, I will just like feel my perineal area clenching. Right. So if I can relax that, then I'm much more capable of making a decision according to what my pussy would do. And it's kind of a fun practice. Even if I'm picking out my outfit, we were going to this event <laughs> for Ann Drescher last night. She's a huge advocate for our show. And she, and my co-host Lindsay, she was like, I didn't know what to wear. And I'm like pregnant and I wasn't feeling that good. I was like, not going to go. She's like, what does your pussy want to wear? <laughs> oh gosh. I love it. It was so funny. Wait, so what and was it, your answer? To what I wore? Yeah. yeah. I wore my leopard jacket with this like maroon, comfortable, but like sleek dress. It was a book release last night. So yeah, it was really fun. And I did end up going and I felt a lot better of after course. that. You always feel like better got, once you're out there. Got out of my own way, you yeah. know, by tapping into my pussy power energy and <laughs> listening to myself instead of like my analytical brain who's like, I'm... 27, almost 28 weeks pregnant. I could deliver at any time. Like, what am I doing? Going mm-hmm. and being around a group of people, blah, blah, blah. So we call that like the little bitch in your head. <laughs> in our course. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I was having a little bitch psych out. So yeah. it's all about community and turning it around. So that's that's where I would start. And then just really allowing yourself to explore. Like, what are your desires? Like, by yourself. Because... I think that for me, and I think I still kind of struggle with this, is that sex is allowed to be messy. And when you're having your own personal pleasure practice, like the no mess like bothers me at all. In fact, it turns me on more. But when I'm with my partner, like I want it to be like pretty squeaky clean, right? So I think there's this other added anxiety or stress when you're having sex with a partner that like if if you're a woman who squirts or if you want to explore anal sex you know that there's this fear of like there's this desire but then there's this fear that like stops us so we just end up like p in the v and when is it going to be over thinking about like what we have to do next and there's no there's no warm up there's no fun and the thing that my partner has expressed to me the most in this in this journey, well, one, I have a much better sense of humor. <laughs> and two is that he is so much more empowered in the bedroom when I bring something to the table or I ask or I guide him, you know, because in the beginning, it was like I I just really wanted him to do it the way that I wanted to do. It, and I was kind of like bossy and it wasn't very sexy. So not very fun. Not fun for him. You know, unless unless like that's what they, wrong. you know, unless that's what they're into. <laughs> um, unless they're in, yeah, unless they're like into like masochist sadist like play, mm-hmm. which is also fun if that's your thing. There's so many things to explore. And I think just really opening the conversation and starting with a personal pleasure practice, maybe listening to a, you know, scrolling through clit talk. We have, we ha- I do have a free gift for your listeners since we do have so many episodes. We have, our free guide for self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. It's the no BS guide. You can, if you go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide, it's a free download. And it's kind of like the best of the best of our best tips for self-pleasure, for partnered sex. And there's lots of fun stuff in there on how to masturbate to your erotic blueprint. So there's lots of great tips and tricks in there. So if you don't have to like 
go through listen to 250 episodes necessarily to like <laughs> where do I ideas. start Katie where do I start <laughs> you start with the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy it's free so I would recommend just like exploring with yourself and then exploring a conversation with your partner just so there's that connection and for those of you who just want to rip the band-aid off and do it and that is your truth like do that you know you just want to get back in the saddle and you know it's just being really patient with your body because a pussy cannot be rushed. I'm sorry. It's just, you just can't rush her and you have to listen to her and like learning how to do that and actually being patient in that space is takes, takes a little bit of, you know, practice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and support (laughs) from your community. I want to ask you what some of your favorite techniques are to stay connected to your pleasure. So one of my favorites is definitely from Marla Mervis Hartman. She her company is Love Your Body, Love Yourself. This exercise she, is a straw breathing exercise, and your body is basically like a tube. Like all of your round tissue in your body is erogenous tissue. So like your mouth down your throat, like the vagus nerve goes all the way down to your root from your throat all the way down to basically your pussy, right? I'm going to say that so many times on your show. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I mean, I should I mean, have taken a tally. <laughs> right? Like that would have been fun. Vulva. <laughs> so the straw sipping exercise is is great because it's like you sip in, so you you purse your lips and you go you sip in and you can feel your your vulva either open or close, right? And then you sip out through the straw and you can feel it either open or closed. So it just shows you how connected your body is, like your mouth all the way down to your vulva just from one simple breath. So this is a great exercise for just feeling the connection to your body, but also if you want to be edging in sex, like if the sensation is so overwhelming with like cunnilingus and instead of being like, okay, I'm done, I'm done. Or like, and you haven't fully climaxed yet. You just want to like go to the next step. This breathing technique actually helps me to receive more intense pleasure and enjoy it and stay in the moment and stay connected to my body. So I love that one. That's like my one that I probably use the most. One of our top episodes last year was with Tiomi Morgan, and it was called Dick Whispering. And this is one of the most fun things I've done with my partner. And it was very surprising to him. And it's not like complicated. Right? <laughs> so. It doesn't sound complicated, but I also don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> Yeah. So it's literally like working your way down. And we're talking about talking to your vulva. What if you like whispered like a little ASMR to the cock, right? If you're in a heterosexual relationship and your partner is, is a penis owner, man, you have to be so specific with your with your language these days. It's just like, you know, really treating the cock like a king or like royalty being like, Hey, I've missed you. And I just like love whipping out these tricks with my husband because it, it shocks him in a way that it turns him on. Even though I got to tell you, I felt so weird doing it. So like (laughs) know that that is totally normal. And I had all this like anxiety, but once I did it, like, it's just like pushing your edges, like pushing your boundaries a little bit just to try something new. And if it's not your thing, then don't do it. Like if it's not your thing, there's plenty of other things out there. So, but I really like that one. And that was like a fan favorite for our listeners. So the question was sex tips, right? Like what are my yeah, like um, yeah, techniques to stay connected to your pleasure, or I mean, I'm whatever. I mean, you know, take it wherever you want. <laughs> I, I mean, techniques to, to stay connected to your pleasure are like endless. It's like I always want to know first, like, are your needs being met? Right, because if your needs aren't being met, it's really hard to tap into your desire and pleasure. And by the way, pleasure is a need. 
It's not a want, <laughs> you know, it's integral to your to your health and well-being. So I do always want to know if the needs are being met. Like, have you drank enough water today? Did you eat? Like, have is there any like emotional issue between you and your partner? Do you need to just scream into a pillow to like get this stuck energy out of your body and not judge it or where it's coming from. It doesn't matter, but it's stuck energy in your body and it needs to come out. And you just need to like in Pussy Reclamation, Mama Gina talks about, she calls it swamping. She literally puts herself in a garbage bag. Like she wears it, puts her head through it, her arms through it when she feels like garbage and allows herself to be witnessed by other women of just getting that stuck energy out of her body, whatever that looks like, whether it's screaming and punching a pillow or crying or just getting that out because you don't really need to know like why or where it came from, just that it's stuck energy blocking you from your pleasure. And that's it. And you're just getting it out. So I love that to reconnect to your pleasure and your turn on and your body and really allowing yourself to like go there. And I'm an actor. So like I've been in acting classes for a long time. So this was like a fun one for me because I love I love releasing my anger because a lot of times it'll stand in the way of me being able to receive pleasure. So that's a good one. Another good one that I got from Cam, too, actually from Cam Frazier. He's one of the leading top sex experts in Australia. He, having a conversation with a man in a heterosexual relationship, if you want to have these kind of more intimate conversations, they are much more successful when you're moving. So like go on a walk and have a conversation. You know, we always want to like sit down and be focused. Like I want to have my notes <laughs> and like have a conversation and like make sure I'm not missing anything. But if you allow yourself to like allow your partner to move while you're entering this new type of conversation of prioritizing your pleasure, a lot of times you're retraining the people in your life, what you want and how how you want to be treated or what you want to explore. And you know, and there could be some desire difference and it could actually be like a really successful conversation if you're moving as opposed to sitting down. And then he has, he does this A-OK. We're not on video, but it's like for a, a flaccid penis, it's, he calls it the A-OK, like the A-OK sign. I'm, it's like your, your pointer finger and your thumb and then allowing, doing that to revive a flaccid penis. That's like one of his top tips. So Yeah. But there's so many things. There's so many things that you can do. It's just like, what is your personal, we we talk about really tapping into what is your pleasure practice for yourself, like tailored to you? What is it that turns you on? What is it that brings you joy and brings you into your pleasure that doesn't include like screens or substances or anything, just like the natural you? What is it that, and you can, you know, bring all those things in. That's, that's fine. But like starting from the basics of just who you are and what you like and what you're curious about, like, what are those things? Like allowing yourself to maybe journal and kind of explore, like what, if I could have my, my desired future, we call it your desired future. If I could have no limits on it, what would that look like, right? And just do like a free write about what does that look like? What, 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 is, what do you want to explore? What is, seems like unattainable? And then like allow yourself to go there and then go back and be like, okay. And this is what we do in our course is we go like, okay, this is your desired future. Let's map it out, you know? What kind of conversations do you have? You could be one conversation away from anything that you want. So yeah, it, there's the possibilities are really endless when it comes to your sexuality. I think that's why we can have so many episodes. <laughs> like the topics are just really endless. But really, it starts with the self and learning your body and getting to know your body so that you can communicate what it is that you desire. And 
and then have the courage to start like actually taking action around it. All right. I have two questions for you, completely unrelated to the topic. Okay. Okay. First question is, if you could give one piece of advice to moms, what would it be? Mm, That's a good question. I know. Do something for yourself for 30 minutes once a week minimum, whatever it looks like. Make sure that your cup is full and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Even if it's just a 20 minute meditation, you know, like find carve out that time for yourself in your calendar where you have an agreement with your entire environment that that is like your sacred time for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and make it whatever you want. Yes. Yes. And then the second question is if you could make one meal for your family that everyone would eat, that's relatively quick and easy. What would it be? Oh, that's a good question. I I love to make spinach casserole Ooh. with baked potatoes. Oh, okay. It's Explain. really easy. Yeah. You kind of throw everything in a bowl. It's just the spinach and ricotta cheese, two eggs, a little bit of spike, and a little bit of, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to have to send you the recipe. It's my mother-in-law's recipe. It's my husband's like favorite thing has become my favorite thing. I loved, I love baked potatoes. Like the, the golden potatoes are a little bit sweet. I love to make this dinner because it's a casserole is always good and it lasts. And then on top you put the, it's the herb and crust crusted. Oh my gosh. The, the breadcrumbs like that you use for Thanksgiving. I order them off of Amazon. I always have them in my pantry because when I really want just like a home cooked meal, like this is what I make. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really you'll send good. it to me. I'll put it into the show notes. Okay, cool. Oh, all right. Awesome. Katie, thank you so much for hanging out with us and talking to us about yeah. sexuality and all these awesome terms you introduced us to today. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably my favorite part. So I hope those that listen today get a good laugh and learned a little something and start to get in tune with themselves a little more. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. All resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes on lindsayandco.com. To continue these important conversations, head over to Motherhood Meets Medicine on Instagram. Let me know what you learned from this episode and who you would love to hear from next. I always love getting feedback from you. If you're finding value in this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. This will help us to reach even more women from around the world. I'll catch you next week. Until then, don't forget to find some time to unplug, unwind, and have a little fun. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.